I've been asked to read the poem, I Am Free, by Shannon Lee Mosley. Don't grieve for me, for now I'm free. I'm following the path God laid for me. I took his hand when I heard him call. I turned my back and left it all. I could not stay another day to laugh, to love, to work, or play. Tasks undone must stay that way. I've found that peace at the close of the day. If parting has left a void, then fill it with remembered joy. A friendship shared, a laugh, a kiss. Ah, yes, these things I too will miss. Be not burdened with times of sorrow. I wish for you the sunshine of tomorrow. My life's been full. I savored much. Good friends, Good times, a loved one's touch. Perhaps my time seemed all too brief. Don't lengthen it now with undue grief. Lift up your hearts and share with me. God wants me now, and he set me free.
The Bible says that every good and precious gift comes from God. Annie was that precious and good gift that God has given all of us. I first met Annie, I'm a chemotherapy nurse, and I was in a very busy treatment room and had been treating many patients on the particular day that I first met her. Um, I had grabbed her chart, not realizing it was going to be her, that I would be calling her name. And I happened to look up as I was preparing the chart and looking at the particulars of whom I was getting ready to, to meet for the first time. And around the corner came this beautiful, silver-haired, apostolic, bright, shining woman of God around the corner. And the Holy Ghost inside of me leapt with joy. A little bit of sadness because I thought, oh, I wonder if she's a patient. No, maybe she's just here with a patient. So I just kind of smiled at her, nodded like, you know, we, we recognize each other when, wherever you are. And then I said her name, Joanne Brewer. And she, oh, me. And I was like, oh, she's the patient. Oh, Jesus, I want to minister in a beautiful way to this woman, which is what I really prayed for all of my patients. And as I began to get to know Joanne, uh, lovingly called Annie, uh, found out, no, my, I go by Annie. Everybody who likes me calls me Annie. It's like, fine, I'll, I'll call you Annie. She would come for many, many treatments, and every time she came, I was so happy, and I would make sure that I got her chart because I wanted to take care of her. And to be honest, there were some selfish reasons that I loved seeing her come for her treatment because on the days that she would come, I wasn't the only one who would be ministering to 70 people who needed the Lord. Sister Annie would minister to everybody sitting around her. So I actually got ministry help when she came for her treatments. She only talked good and wonderful things. She would encourage others around her. And even in our ladies' group at some meetings here, now that, that she had been coming um, in her last months here to apostolic praise, she just had a way of encouraging people. Oh, I've been through cancer. I've been through lots of cancer treatments. You're going to be fine. The Lord's going to help you through it. And the Lord did help Annie through every single treatment that she had. She was a minister, although she may not have had some license behind her name. She was called of God. And I'm thankful that she was full of the Holy Ghost and full of the goodness of God. After I treated her, she got done with her treatment, and I didn't see her for a long while. And I was at a women's conference. I was down at an altar, and I was just weeping before the Lord praising God and, you know, feeling joy in my soul. And I happened to just open my eyes, glance over, and here she comes running towards me with her arms just outstretched. And we embraced in such a wonderful, godly hug 
of a fellow sister in the Lord, dear to my soul, was Annie. She was my friend, and we wept for joy at how good God had been to her and how wonderful and healthy she was and how good she was doing. And so for the next couple of years, we'd just meet each other at women's conference pretty much is when I would see her. And we'd always smile and just giggle and hug really hard and shake back and forth. Um, and then there came a time when her precious husband, Max, got really ill. And she always worried about you, Max. And she prayed for you in such a loving way. I don't think I've ever heard a woman pray for her the way she prayed for you. It was such a tenderness about the way that she prayed for you. And she prayed right in that third pew from the, the back there. And we would pray together before pre-service prayer. And she would grab a hold of my hand and she would just pray, Lord, touch Max. God, touch my children, touch my family. She prayed for her family and what she wanted most of all. When we'd get done with prayer, she'd hold my hand and she would say, Renee, the Lord's coming very soon. I just want people to love God the way that I love God. And I want them to know him in the complete way that I know him. And she wanted you to be full of the Holy Ghost as she was. She loved to worship God. When she was here, she would worship like in such a voracious worship, always moving her hands back and forth and just lost in the presence of God, no matter what song was, was going. She was just lost in the presence of the Lord. On Saturday, when I went to see her for the very last time that I would get to see her here on this, on this earth, the Lord had given me a scripture that morning, and I, I wasn't sure why I was going to Corinthians, but I opened up Corinthians. Corinthians 1, verse 4 through 9. I read this to Annie after I prayed with her. To be honest, I wasn't even praying for her. I knelt there, and I was thanking God for Annie, for her life, for the light of the Lord that she was and for what a faithful woman of God. And then I read her the scripture. Annie, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you so that you came short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you have been called into his fellowship, the fellowship of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm thankful that Annie was godly, and I'm thankful to God that she was my friend.
Annie Joanne Brewer left this earth to be with her heavenly father September 19th, 2020. Joanne was born in Alva, Florida in 1944. Her grandmother, Fannie Mae Carter, was the only midwife in the area and had the privilege of bringing Joanne into the world. Joanne was the fourth child born to Wyatt and Laura Sands. She spent the first part of her life in Alva, where life was not easy, and where she learned the value of hard work. To survive, the family would garden, fish, hunt, and pick guavas. Joanne graduated from Alva High School. Joanne then married and started her family. She has two children, Millicent Ann and Christopher Ryan McIntosh. Joanne went on to be part of the agricultural work field. She lived and worked on her own farm and then went on to work for Yoder Brothers of Alva for many years. As most know, Joanne was an avid fisherman. Her, her and Max spent countless hours enjoying fish life fishing. Though she would not admit it, it was very competitive when it came to fishing. Don't think you could outfish her because you could not. Joanne loved her church and community. She was very active in her church, where she spent countless hours serving her Lord and sharing the gospel to those around her. Joanne is survived by her beloved husband, Max Brewer, her son, Ryan McIntosh, daughters, Millicent Tormey and Teresa Wilson. She is the grandmother of 13 children. Joanne was loved by all and will be greatly missed, but never forgotten. And I want to add that for me, Sister Brewer was the epitome of well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you.
Praise the Lord, everybody. I got one. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on now. You already heard Sister Renee said uh, Annie Joanne Brewer was a worshiper. Um, I was her pastor for over 24 years, and um, we have seen her in action. Okay, so when the when the spirit of the Lord would touch her, she would kind of bend over like this, and she would just woo, and she would just, oh God, I don't, I know some of you don't know a lot about that, but I'm here to share that with you today, Amen. Sister Joanne served a great God, and He was wonderful to her. And she was wonderful to him in what she did. Um, our kids, which um, they're here, um, except for my daughter, she um, just had a, a, a baby boy, just a few days ho old, and so uh, she's not here right now. But my boys are here, uh, my two sons are here, and she just about raised them. They, they're over here on the, um, the right. Benjamin and Emmanuel, and they have kids of their own now, and so she's she's a, a, a nana spiritually also, so she raised them, those are her kids, and then now she got grandkids, uh, my, my daughter has one, she just had her first, and um, my next son, Benjamin, he has two, Briella and Amila, and then my, my youngest son, he has three. And so those are all her grandkids in the church, and she loved them and took care of them. Uh, uh, when she when she first met them, Ben probably was about four years old, and Tiffany was five. And so I, I'm here to talk about somebody that's very dear and precious to us all. Amen. Precious to our lives. Precious to our ministry. She was faithful. In everything, she uh, supported the church. With, she believed in supporting the church with her finances. She never held. She never held back in anything. There was nothing that we ever needed. That, if she had the ability to provide, uh, she uh, did not take care of that. And so, I want to talk to you a little bit out of the Word of the Lord. Um, I'm going to go to, you don't have to go there today. I'm just going to um, take that off of you. But I'm going to go to the, the word of the Lord. I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 1. And it says here in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Now... It came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bear his armor, Come, and let us go over to the, to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. Uh, it, it came 
to pass upon a day. And just to, to make it a little shorter, I'd say, I would just put it this way. It came upon a day. Or as they say in the fairy tales and the stories, once upon a time. So once upon a time, there was a woman in the city of Fort Myers. And uh, she got involved with a little church that was started in East Fort Myers. Um, in the early 90s. When she first came to our church, she had just came out of cancer treatment. She had a rebel flag wrapped around her head. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but she had a, a, a bandana. <laughs> she had a bandana wrapped around her head. All her hair was gone, and uh, she was recovering from the first bout that she had with cancer. But can I tell you that this woman came out like Muhammad Ali. I'm talking about she whipped speed knots on the head of cancer. She, would, she just came out, you know, and I, I'm, you know, you have, to, you have to stay with me for a minute, but I'm just kind of putting it in my, just my own terms. But she, she came out bobbing and weaving. I'm talking about coming out of cancer, all your hair gone, you know. And, and for a woman, her hair is her glory. You know, your hair is your glory. No hair. But there was no shame in her game because she came to God with a momentum, with a, a drive that, God, I, I love you and I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to worship you. She wasn't concerned about her outward appearance, what she looked like. Most, most, most people would have stayed home until all the hair grew back, but not Joanne. Because she was going to whip this thing all the way into the ground. And so she came and she was baptized very shortly after that. Brother Ryan was the one that uh, put her in connection with us. She got baptized immediately in the name of Jesus Christ. We baptized her at Franklin Locks, right there, basically in her home turf. So this was the, this was the soil that she grew out of. She came out of that soil. And then all of her sins were washed away in, in, in the river, the Caloosahatchee River, right there in Franklin Locks. So I'm telling you that this woman that we have come to celebrate today, she was not just an, an ordinary person. She wasn't a fly by night, but she was a God's princess. She was gracious. She was, she was loving. You know, um, we, we, um, have all of this stuff going on uh, about this in the political arena. And we all here, we, we believe in God. We, we, we love God. But for, for any to accept us, me as a Jamaican black pastor coming out of the island, just, 
just to, to embrace us and love us, you knew that some, there was something different about her. Because it doesn't always just happen that way. But she didn't see color. She didn't see color. She, it, uh, I, I was always her pastor. We went anywhere. She was never embarrassed or ashamed or, you know, felt insufficient. But she, she, this is my pastor. And let me tell you, when it came to battle, she, went, she fought some battles with me. And she stood shoulder to shoulder with me. And, and whatever, uh, any circumstance or situation came up, this woman that we come to celebrate today, she was a, a soldier for God. She had the love of God embedded down in her soul. And can I tell you, not only did she love us, but she loved her family. Amen. She loved her mom. We would go over there when, when uh, mom was still alive. We would go over there to, to Alva, to that little house there just off of 78 and just cut over across the bridge and cut in. And we would go in there and, and visit with her and spend time. And when mom got sick, we all went and we prayed with her and fellowshiped with her. When we went to Pensacola, you know, I'm supposed to be preaching <laughs> <laughs> we went to Pensacola to Ryan. We all, my family, Ryan and his family and her, we stayed in the same house. That's the kind of people, praise God. That's the kind of people that you are. Amen. And we thank you. We thank you for giving Joanne to us, for loaning her to us. We thank God for loaning her to us. And he loaned her to us for a little while, for just a, a, a short space of time. When uh, the scripture that I just read, it says it came to pass on a day. When, when you look up that word uh, upon a day, that, that word day there could mean a dash. It, it actually means hot or warm, you know, at, in the, the warmth of the day, uh, a certain particular time. It, it, it means a space. It means uh, uh, a, a period of time. Uh, it came to pass upon a day. So upon a day, God gave Joanne to us. And then... It came to pass that God decided, all right, I'm ready for Joanne to come and be with me. And so upon that particular day, on the 19th of this month, the Lord came back upon a day and decided, okay, Joanne, it's time for you to come and be with me. In the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, Genesis uh, chapter 5 and Verse 21, I want to read um, uh, a passage there for you. It says here in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. 
65-year-old man having children. All right, we won't, we won't go there right now. <laughs> and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 300 Sixty and five years. I know that we gathered here today. We wish that Joanne probably would live as long as some of these people lived. But then we wouldn't be here to enjoy her because we'll be all gone. And all the days of Enoch... Verse 23, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. I'm like, God took him? I'm like, God, hold up here. You got you to gotta give me a little bit more uh, of an explanation about that. I, I don't understand that. You know, Enoch walked uh, with God. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared. He was not. For God took him. God, what, what are you doing here? Ex explain yourself. You, you just took him just like that. Did he just vanish? Did he uh, get caught up? Did he, was he raptured out? You know, what happened? And, and then what about his family, you know? Uh, weren't they concerned about him? Weren't they looking for him? Didn't they wonder where he went? And so I, th I started to think about that, and I, I thought about my grandmother in Jamaica. My grandmother, uh, one thing I remember about her, she used to love beautiful flowers. She used to love beautiful things, beautiful flowers, and so on. And just as a young child, I realized that. And so in the islands and even here in Southwest Florida, you have a lot of different um, bush, flowers, and different things that you can actually just break them off and just stick them in the ground, and eventually they'll grow. Everything is not like that, but there's quite a few species of plants and flowers that you can do that with. And so I realized that my mom loved, my grandma loved beautiful flowers. So as a child, when I'm going to school, I would look in other people's yards. And if I saw a beautiful flower, I would break it off and bring it to my grandma. And, she, and so our yard was beautiful because I was constantly breaking off stuff and, and bringing it to my grandma. She'd just tuck it in, put it, push it in a pot. And eventually, it would start growing. And I thought about Enoch. And, and Enoch must have been somebody that was real special to God. Because the Bible said that God took him. And, and I thought about Joanne. And I, I thought, she, she must have been really, really special to God. You know, we, we suffered with her for a few weeks, and the suffering is over. She's with the Lord right now. The suffering is past, and, 
and, and it's just, it's, it's barely even a memory. And, and can I tell you, she don't remember none of that. She don't remember any of that. She's not in pain anymore. She, she's not feeling pain, but she's in the presence of God. She's in the bosom of Abraham, uh, comforting. And so, but, but God must have thought, this flower is so beautiful. This flower of mine. And, and, and we grieve, and it's okay. I, I grieve. I've cried several times. And so we grieve, but it's all right to grieve. But know that God is the one that chose to just break her off. He said, you're so beautiful, I want to plant you in my garden. Hallelujah. And so God decided to, to, to take her and to plant her in another garden. It was, it, was, it was like a whirlwind. It hit us like a storm. It hit everybody like a storm. We didn't even expect this. We didn't expect her to, we, we expect her to be sitting with us and, and to be in church and to be worshiping God and to be taking care of these beautiful grandkids and, and all the things that she normally do, all the hard work that she normally puts into to everything. That's what we expected. And so it, it hit us like a whirlwind. But, you know, I thought about people in the word like, like Enoch. The Bible said he just walked with God and God took him. And so I'm trying to find out what do you mean God took him? But in the New Testament, you know, the New Testament writer began to explain about Enoch and he said that he was translated. That means he was he was taken out. He was he was just you know beam me up, Scotty, kind of thing. All right, and and and, and he was translated that he should not see death. But before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. And so I'm thinking about Joanne and said, she must have really pleased God. Because God, what's the, hey God, what's up? What's the emergency? You, you need another angel, you know? Uh, and God just kind of just souped down and took her. And, and then I, I thought about Enoch and then I thought about the prophet Elijah. The, the Bible said that Elijah got that feeling that God was going to uh, take him. He just knew God was going to take him. He, I don't think he knew the exact date. And I feel like uh, uh, Sister Joanne got to that place where she felt like God was, was ready for her. Yes, because she, she, over the last few weeks, she just kept giving me that. She said, I want to see my pastor. And she called me and I, I go see her. And, and, I, and, and then she'll tell Sister Brenda, I want to see my pastor. I thought, I just, I just went and I just saw you a couple of days ago, you know. But I want to see my pastor. So she had that feeling uh, that she was going to go. And God gave her a premonition. And so just like he gave Elijah. And, and so, but it was, a, it was kind of a whirlwind kind of thing just in the hospital. 
out of the hospital, in the hospital. You know, she, she got out and went back, I think, one at a time the same day almost. Or the next day, I'm like, what's going on? This is kind of a whirlwind type of situation. And then I, I'm reading about uh, Elijah. Nothing was wrong with him. He was healthy. He was fine. He hadn't sinned. He didn't do nothing wrong. Can I tell you, you don't have to do anything wrong for God to take you. You just got to decide, I want you. I love you. I, I want you to go to heaven. I want you to be with me. And so the Bible said that as Elijah and Elisha were walking together, all of a sudden, there was a whirlwind. There was a chariot of fire, and he was taken up in a whirlwind. But... I don't necessarily want to go right now, but if God wants to take me in a whirlwind, the Bible says he was, he was taken to heaven. And so it was a whirlwind. We don't all feel so good right now. We, we, we miss her. Our hearts are bleeding. But guess what? The whirlwind took her to glory. As my musician began to play for me softly. The whirlwind took our Annie from us. Amen. But it says here, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. It was a whirlwind. There are people here that wanted to say, Something, some last words to her, didn't get an opportunity. It was a whirlwind. You wanted to tell her one last time how much you loved her. But it was a whirlwind type of situation. But guess what? The whirlwind took her to heaven. Praise God. Amen. She was... A powerful woman of God. And so even in death, she still got power. Are you hearing me? I said she, she still got power. You know, sometimes we think, what a wonderful, loving, giving, enthusiastic, hardworking person. Why should she get sick and have to suffer and die. But then we look at the prophets, and we look at, as I mentioned Elijah to you, and then we look at Elisha. Elisha was the prophet that followed Elijah. And this guy had a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Elijah was powerful. This guy, Elisha, had a double portion. But guess what? He got sick. I'm talking about this dude worked miracles. Anybody still with me? He worked miracles. And he brought dead people back to life. Even, even his, his dried up bones, the Bible tells us that there was a war and somebody died and they threw the dead man in the coffin of Elijah. And when he fell in the coffin, he got back up and ran out. God gave him life. And so... This, as powerful as he was, and as many miracles as he did, he still got sick. 
and he still suffered, and he still died. But even though he got sick, suffered, and died, he still had power with God. And there was power in his bones to bring somebody else back to life. I'm here to tell you that the prayers that Johannes prayed is still working even right now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I said they're still working right now. The, 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 the blessing, the blessing that uh, she has given is still working right at this moment. And so we're going to see the fruits of her ministry. Amen. Continue on because prayers don't die. Amen. Amen. God said, amen, I'm going to put your prayers in my bottle. God's got all them prayers bottled up, and so those prayers continue to work, continue to work. Mm -hmm. Sister Brenda, those prayers that she prayed for you, come on, somebody. Hallelujah, they're still working. And she prayed for your children, those prayers are still working. The prayers that she prayed over her, her, her grandchildren and her sisters and even Max and Teresa and, and all of you, those prayers are still working. Amen. And God has taken this beautiful rose and brought her to heaven and planted her in his garden. Amen. To live with him forever and ever and ever. Can we lift our hands and praise God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have a slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Heaven was needing a hero, and that's you. Hallelujah. Let's, pray. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. When I 
So this concludes our service for our beloved Annie Joanne Brewer. We um, have provided some a meal for those of you that want to stay in the back. We're so thankful to Apostolic Praise, Pastor and Sister Locke and the church family for allowing us to host the service here. And we're thankful for all of you, all of the family, all of the friends, grieving ones, loved ones that's here today. God bless you. So glad that we can grieve together. The Bible teaches us that when one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And when one member rejoices, all the members rejoice with it. And so we are grieving together, but then we're also rejoicing because we know where she is. And uh, if we want to spend eternity with her and with Jesus, then we got to do what she did. Amen? Father, we thank you right now for blessing us. God, I thank you for every grieving heart, dear God. You promised, Lord God, that you would comfort them that mourn. And we ask you, God, to be our comfort today. God, come into our heart. Come into our heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today. Come in to stay. Come into our hearts. Oh, Lord Jesus, bless us now. God, go with us. Lord, as human beings, our finite mind doesn't understand everything that pertains to death and life. And even myself as a minister and as a pastor, there are certain things about death Lord, that I will never understand. But God, we know that you understand all things and you hold death and life in your hand. And so God, we ask you, God, to, to guide us through here. Guide us through here. God, this time that we have in this earth, guide us through, we, pay, we pray, and land us safe, God, on Canaan side. I thank you for this people and I bless them right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, everybody said in Jesus' name, God bless you. Thank you for everything that you have done in Jesus' name. You can enter through this door. Anyone that's going to stay to grab a bite with us, you can go through this door.